Yo, hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode number 12 of the Lifting Ugly podcast with myself, Craig, and the man over here. It's Alki. What's up? So, I don't know if you can tell. So, like, I switched the camera angle. So, it's either going to look like I'm sleeping through most of this or like I'm really high. (laughs) <laughs> but, the, but the camera's sitting up higher, but I'm trying to also look down at the screen. So, it, got it. Basically, it's going to look like I'm not paying attention to anything. But fair enough. Just, just rest assured that I probably am Sounds paying attention. Good. So, how how goes it? it a, it's all right. It was a decent birthday weekend. I worked on my birthday at this bar called the Tipsy Crow because they were doing their uh, holiday party, and that was easy money. So I did that, and then what, um, what holiday was it? <clears throat> um, so for most of the bars in town, since they're busy around New Year's and Christmas, they kind of postpone their holiday parties till about mid-January, so they can guarantee everybody can be there or doesn't have to work. So, gotcha. And then uh, on Wednesday. Got a horrible lift in, and then went and ate Korean barbecue with a bunch of homies. So, day started off shitty, but uh, ended off pretty fantastic. So, back issues again is what you're saying? Yeah. So, I was doing those pulls, I think it was last week, and on rep three or four, the bar kind of got away from me just a little bit, and I didn't um, readjust the bar, and I kind of felt a little bit of a pop. And since then, it's just been kind of getting worse. So uh, I am getting a massage next Wednesday. And then I think I'm going to go do acupuncture and then chiropractic because I'm tired of this shit happening. I'm over it. Find yourself yourself a happy ending. Maybe round round that all out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you can find me a happy ending, then uh, sure. So, yeah, so Wednesday was your birthday? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday was your birthday. Yeah. All right, so I've got a little, a little surprise here for you. <laughs> okay. For, for Al-Kai's birthday, we're going to bring this up. So it has the words, so if anyone wants to sing along, oh, it's not going to let me do it, you sons of bitches. Oh, no. Oh, that just... Okay, can you hear that? I can't hear it at all. Oh, okay. Well, that's good because it's just a stupid ass ad. All right, let me see if I can. Let me see if it'll let me do it now that the ad's over. Because this thing's going to screw me up one more time. I'm going to be pissed. At least it won't be as bad as like the uh, the interview one. That one was terrible. There we go. There we go. <laughs> a happy birthday wish to you. It's your special day of the year. Let's celebrate and give a cheer. Only love. Like the candles on your cake. It's your birthday. Make a wish. Everybody, it's time to sing. Only love. Only love. Only love. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, it's not over yet. No, I don't. Celebrate others, so be alone. To thank God for all the blessings. 
studies giving you especially the gift of life happy birthday to you holy love alone holy love alone holy love alone happy birthday <laughs> oh so that was like the uh there was a there was one that was oh my gosh it was like i was just looking up hawaiian birthday like if there was like it's just a hawaiian birthday song yeah and that was probably like the least obnoxious one that's fair there was there's one is like these uh cartoon cartoon girls mm-hmm singing the the hawaiian happy birthday song but it's just like it's like just super (laughs) just just super bad (laughs) and i was like oh that's gonna be the one i'm like i want to put the words out there just in case anyone anyone wanted to try and sing along and actually be able to pronounce that those words (laughs) just in case 99 percent of our what the hell that song is saying (laughs) that's right I was, what's funny is I, I told Bo yesterday, I was like, oh, you got to check out what I found. Um, I'm going to play the Hawaiian birthday song for Alka. He's like, there's a Hawaiian birthday song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. So I played it for him. And then I played him the really Love weird it. one. Yeah. <laughs> so he, was, he was pretty pretty stoked about that. So that's my birthday surprise for you. That was, was fantastic. Thank you. One one wonderful Hawaiian birthday song mm-hmm. from boy Alki here. I needed that pick me up. <laughs> so, are you, are you twenty seven now? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. I know. I know. You're like knocking on death's door now. I know. I'm getting there. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you go. <laughs> so you go from you turn twenty eight and then get a back injury. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best. I mean, the yeah, worst, had, but it's, it's the best. <laughs> well, I've had some friends tell me, like, oh, 28 is the best year I've ever had. And I'm like, well, I'm starting it off pretty shitty, so <laughs> thanks. Uh, I always thought 28 was a pretty inconsequential type of year. Well, let's hope like that nothing... it, uh, well, let's hope that uh, it's better than last year. <laughs> well, good news is it's not hard to make that happen. That is very true. <laughs> like you could have someone take a big old dump on your face and it'd still be better than last year. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll take one a month. I'll take and two. So, <laughs> so, and then I also, so anyway, no, we'll go back. So your training kind of sucked. You had a, a hiccup in the, yeah. in the plan. I had my hiccup on Wednesday as well that I posted with the, Good old rogues, two inch long J hook that they put on their bench. Yeah. So unfortunately, I, I had to use that bench for my bench day, and I was trying to, I was trying to match your bench that you posted yeah. with your, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that too. Third yeah. rep, pink, and I'm like, oh. And at I least it wasn't that. like it was just a small mechanical error. It wasn't like you weren't able to do it, you know. Yeah. It, but then when I went to go for number four, then it went up, and then I had to bring it back down. 
to regenerate so that I could actually push it off of myself. Yeah, I saw that. So I'm like, so I'm quick, like, there's not a quick reset. There's not a person in, the, yeah, there's not a person in the gym <laughs> that's gonna be able to lift 365 off of me. So I better find a way to get this up, mm-hmm. re racked, and then you know, then it just that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the workout. Yeah, it's all but, down here from there. Squats were good on Monday. Deads were deads were pretty dope today. I was pretty happy good. today. Good. Um, Hey, that's a nice message from hey, Seth. Our, our friend Seth. He Seth has a snow day, which is kind of shocking Ooh. that they would have a snow day in Minnesota. That must be a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of, so you gotta you have to, you have to update us on how much snow it takes for there to be a snow day in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Min, Minnesota. Minnesota. It cannot. Uh, it cannot take just a little trace of snow like it does no, here to shut down schools. 12 uh, inches. <laughs> well, well, okay. So who measured? Was, yeah. it a, was, it, was it a female or a male that measured this 12 oh, inches? Oh, that's right. Because this is six inches. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully you're having fun and being snowed in there. And yeah, you know, just has elf on repeat. That was, that doesn't sound like a bad day to me. So I have, speaking of the folks up north, I have been in talks this week with Big Al from, uh, Big Al, not Big Al from South Park. Big Al's a big gay animal. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that one. Yes. But that would be hilarious. Al from, <laughs> that would be hilarious. That'd be quite a conversation if mm-hmm. I was able to bring him on here. Um, Al from Squat to Depth and who is doing the Black Hills Classic number four in June. Mm -hmm. And so it looks like we'll officially be a part of uh, that event as we speak. So we're going to, we're going to put up some prize money for the winners. We're going to have a booth set up there. We'll, uh, I don't know, we'll do whatever the hell I can put together actually Mm -hmm. for anyone that's competing at that one. um, We're going to do our best to make sure that we contribute to the competitors to make it as dope of a competition for you as we possibly can do on our end of things. I love that. That's what we try and do. I was Mm -hmm. trying to get on with like all of their stuff um, for the entire year, but yeah, I am a little late to the ball game on that one. But that's all right. So we're gonna we're gonna make sure we we smash the the South Dakota meet. We'll take some people up there, yep, to represent, and then um, we'll have all of our stuff up there as well. So it should be pretty cool. So mm-hmm. we have that going. Um, I've talked with I've talked before. I talked with Steve about um, his event in May, which is called. Do you have it off the top of your head? No, I have no idea. The, oh man, the iron is it the Iron Mountain? Are you talking about his gym? No, no, the uh, the event, the the strongman event that he's doing. Oh, Steve Foshins. Yeah, okay. Steve Foshins. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, I I don't. I have no idea what it's called, honestly. Do, 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 do. Keep saying so. Oh, the crown. Okay, I was like, keep saying something until I find this to fill in the gaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the Crown Mountain Strongman Championships. 
Um, we will, we're going to find a way to be a part of that as well. I am volunteering at that one. So we'll be nice. a, a part of it, that direction. Um, and then just kind of see what we can put together to be a part, uh, is that, yeah, that one's going to be a big one because they're going to do, that's cool. Yeah. That one's going to be the one that's part of the branch Warren classics. So there'll be the bodybuilding show as well as the strong man, able bodies oh, right. and assisted. So that's going to be big super thing. cool. So For early everyone. summer. Yes, early summer, Lifting Ugly is going to be just fucking making its mark. That's cool. I love it. Oh, hopefully before then, too, but at least by then. Absolutely. So that, that's the direction we're heading, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right, so let's run down this. I am coming to you live, live and direct, or not live if you're listening to this on an audio stream, but I'm still coming to you from... Monument Fitness in Grand Junction, Colorado. Mm. You can visit us at Monument Fitness on Instagram, monumentfitness.com on the old web, World Wide Web, www, as the kids say. Um, where else? Facebook, but I don't do anything on there. So Facebook blows. Me either. So basically, Instagram is where you're going to find the most or on the website. Make sure you hit us up if you're ever coming through the area, get a hold of me and we will do what we can to make sure you get a lift in at the best spot in town. Oh yeah. You can get us down. <laughs> you can get a hold of anything lifting ugly podcast. Kind of see what we're up to, see what kind of stupid shit I'm posting. If you go to at lifting ugly, underscore mm -hmm. ugly on Instagram, search lifting ugly on Facebook, I think it's technically it's Lifting Ugly 21 or something like that. Um, you yeah. can search Lift Ugly, Lifting Ugly, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Get a hold of everything that we've got there. You can watch our old episodes, listen to our old episodes on streaming platforms and whatnot. You can submit on the Instagram page. You can submit your face, your lifting face, for the Lifting Super Ugly right. Face of the Week. The the uglier, the better. I like the one I had earlier today. I am disqualified from winning, so I did it not submit it. But I thought it turned out pretty good, so I was like, "No, it was really good. It was really good." Yeah. So I was like, "Hey, I actually strained. I strained enough to make a face this time." So that made me that. feel good too. I was, I was like, I "Actually, lifted hard enough to make a stupid face." Thank you. Yeah. So felt good about that. So anyway, you want to submit those, your versions of those? You can do so at lifting underscore ugly on Instagram. You can get a hold of Alki here. Salty B-O-I underscore barbell on Instagram. Salty boy underscore barbell on Instagram. Oh, yeah. you get a hold of Alki, you can uh, discuss any range of topics with him that you may be so inclined. Yeah. If, you want, if you want training tips, you can get a hold of him there. And he'll tell you how much it will cost. Yeah. So don't expect Appreciate that you're gonna. Yeah, don't expect that you're gonna ask for training tips, and he's just gonna be firing them out there. Oh no, 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 no. Or he'll. Or this no is. More. So I'm gonna give everyone a little insight here about how we operate. So if mm. you ask for free advice, the free advice we give you is just enough that you'll need to come back for more. But not or enough. My free advice is to for coaching. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other. <laughs> my free advice is it only hurts if you fight it. Yep. So pay for coaching. Get get what you pay for. 
if you want free advice, you get what you pay for. And yep. anyone, anyone who gets paid to coach will give you what you pay for if you want free advice from them. Mm -hmm. The end. The end. The end. All right. For any life insurance, retirement needs, you can get a hold of me at Craig underscore legacy underscore life. If you so desire anyone out there that possibly listens that thinks that that might be a great idea, feel free. I will do what I can to help you out. For any graphics or art or anything computer related needs having to do with such things, you can get a hold of our guy Zon, Zontopia.com, at Zontopia. Uh, he is the man behind creating all the graphics for the apparel on the website, for the logos for Lifting Ugly, and for helping to set up the website in general. He got the, the basic set up and walked me through how to do it. And luckily now I, I can kind of navigate through a little bit better, but aficionado. he's the, the man behind the plan for that part of things. So Zontopia.com at Zontopia. Anyone that is looking to support, you know, we appreciate the listens. We appreciate the likes. We appreciate the comments and the interactions. They are all fine and dandy. Anyone looking for some monetary to uh, help with some monetary support may do so at patreon.com backslash lifting ugly and join any of the levels that we have available there. All those would be much appreciated. Oh, yeah. And or you can go to liftingugly.com and purchase Lifting Ugly type merchandise. We have new stuff that comes out somewhat regular basis. But we also have oh. enough there to wet your whistle for the meantime. So you oh, shouldn't yeah. get too bored shopping around. Nah, we got all we kinds had, of goodies. Yeah, I've had uh, two visitors. I don't know if they're the same visitor or different visitors. Mm -hmm. But from I two visits from Ireland this week. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So the Irish folks they're uh, they're jumping on board. Mm. And then podcast. That podcast listens we had another one or the same one but we had another russian download nice our, our, our ruski friends out there <laughs> thank thank you communist russia for your support and also <laughs> three three from brazil this week mm. so we're uh, our international listeners are are almost creeping up they're creeping up to the domestic. That's exciting. So, it is exciting. So we'll we're gonna be uh so we're gonna be like uh, underground hip hop hip hop artists. Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be bigger outside the states than we ever will be inside the states. I see this happening now. <laughs> we'll be we'll be requested to to go do things in Europe, and and they'll love us, and then we'll come back here and people will be like, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah. Well, we're big in Europe. Yeah, we're big in Europe. But you know what? I, whoever whoever wants to hook us up, whoever wants to uh, mm -hmm. show the love, we'll take it. So again, any Lifting Ugly gear, shirts, hats, phone cases. We had flags that dropped last week that you can fanny get. Packs. Uh, and fanny packs. Mm -hmm. it's for all your fanny packing needs. Oh, yeah. I like it. I think it's a pretty cool fanny pack, and I'm not a fanny it's pack a person. Pack. And I, like I may rock that. Yeah. Ooh. 
That's why. So, liftingugly.com for all those things. Please visit. Also, you can get uh, coaching from myself or from Alki at liftingugly.com if you want to do so. And if any of the packages we have available on there do not fit what you're looking for, you may also get a hold of us at previous said Instagram handles. Yeah. Tell us tell us why that doesn't work for you, and we'll see if we can't do something to make to build a package for your specific needs. We are here for the people. Oh yeah. For the people. All right. So lifting ugly face of the week for this week. We had an early submission by none other than, uh, um, what do you call him? Which one? What, what, what's your nickname for him? Oh, slender man Roman. or the piano man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> slender man. Slender, the, the slender <laughs> piano man or, <clears throat> Or, or as one of our other followers calls him, the nerd. Mm. So early submission by. <laughs> so early submission from uh, Mr. Wyatt Rollins. Yep. That came in, and then uh, a later submission by a client of yours. Mm-hmm. That that I thought was pretty good too, but. Well, I didn't tell her that I was doing it. I just uh, oh. I just took a picture of her while she was deadlifting, or a video of her while she was deadlifting. Lifting, and I was like, "Oh, this face looks podcast worthy." So I uh, told her after, and then I immediately sent it to you. So she kind of got a heads up, but not too much. So not enough to really say anything. No, yeah. that's what happens. That's what happens when you sign those personal training contracts. Yep, we get to be videoed and taking pictures, and we get to do with it whatever the hell we want. So yeah, it always ends up in your so, favor, though. You get the yeah, cheap shit. I mean, so. It's not a it's not a bad thing. You know, she gets a little recognition no. for for, yeah. for her strained face on her deads and mm-hmm. look look good on her. She did a good job. Yeah. Appreciate that. But in the end, the nerd took it. Oh, that's kind Wyatt, of a bummer. <laughs> why why it came in with the heat and he did. And uh he he took it, he took it this week. Uh so he he actually almost do- he doubled the votes. Oh wow, she got yeah. It's all biased. Yeah, it's all biased. So Adriana just went on there as many times as she could, and just was like, "Yeah, winner, winner." <laughs> she just told all her other friends to be like, "Click on Wyatt's." <laughs> yeah, that's all right. He wanted he wanted to win, and he ended up winning. So good job, yeah. Wyatt. We do. Mm-hmm. We, Appreciate the submission. Keep them coming. So he is the winner. He will receive a discount code for liftingugly.com. And what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And your client voted both of them as the winner. Oh. That was uh, very democratic of her, too. She did not want She she voted for herself, but then also voted for Wyatt. Well, she's she's a very nice lady. And she works her ass off, so shout to Ely for uh, showing up. Yep. Put in a good effort. So yep. anyone that wants to check out Wyatt and his his lifting type stuff or his nerd type stuff, whatever it is that he may be posting on there, it's at mm-hmm. Odin underscore Sun 96. You can follow him on Instagram. I will be posting that up a little bit later today uh, so everyone can see the face again and, and relish in all of its glory. And relishy ketchup. Yes, so relishy. 
And so good job, Wyatt. Thanks for coming in. Uh, anyone else, make sure you submit your faces of the week. Um, we we only have one multiple multi-time winner, and that is the only guy that's watching right now, and that would be Seth. So good job, Seth. Keep them coming. Our only, our only one true fan. That's right. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. One man cheering section. We appreciate mm -hmm. it. He's our big so, hairy cheerleader. He is. We appreciate it. It's, it's just. Oh, that reminds me of uh, I was oh, watching okay. the longest yard yesterday, and oh, with the male cheerleaders with Tracy was it Tracy Morgan? Yeah, they're Tracy all give me a D. Give me an I. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. That uh that's that's a disturbing part of the show. But very yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Great movie though. It is a great movie. Um so in earlier, I think it was like the first podcast we did, maybe. I mean, do you remember when I did the conversation starter? Uh, I had you I had you pick a number and then I just I read what the conversation starter question was i think so yeah okay. i mean that was 12 like, weeks ago holy moly yeah that's long like it doesn't seem like we've been doing like like we're like we're almost vets in the game now yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i i kind of forgot about that that we did that we'd done that and i was like well, yeah that's kind of a that's kind of a good idea maybe we should hit that back up and then i was in a an interview for a job this week and it was nice. probably probably one of the coolest interviews I've actually ever been on. Because oh, like basically I was just BSing with this lady for like an hour. And yeah. she's like, yeah, she's like, normally my interviews aren't like this. She's like, this is she's she gave me the the line, I don't normally do this. So that was kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is it that we are doing here? Exactly. Yeah, what, what, what are you insinuating, huh? <laughs> So I asked her, I said, what, you know, what's a normal, so, you know, what do you normally ask? Like what are normal questions? So she listed off a few of her questions and we just, we kind of talked about them just as kind of for fun. But one of them I thought was pretty interesting. So I wanted, I'm going to ask you that okay. question and see what you got. All right. <clears throat> so what the question is, what motivates you more winning or losing? Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Um so like usually I want to say like winning, but like if you're winning constantly, that's gonna breed complacency and like you're gonna be kind of in that comfort zone of whatever you've been doing to win. But that character building for losing goes a lot farther. So I think uh I think losing is definitely going to have a little bit more carryover for me. Is a bigger motivator for you? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm trying to think from like, all right, this uh, this back thing that I'm dealing with, that's kind of a loss for me. So right. it's going to motivate me to do things a little bit better outside of the gym to make sure that I'm getting things right inside. So making sure that I'm um, sleeping enough, eating enough, making sure my recovery is on point, making sure all my movements are proper. You know what I mean? Like all the things that let up some I did now take a step back and be like, all right, what caused all these things and what's going to make them not happen again? So I would say losing to a certain degree, but you definitely need that good win after that loss is done to prove that everything that you did do is not in vain. And that's, that's kind of the direction I went. So mm -hmm. 
the first question she asked is she asked, you know, if you had a magic wand and you could make the world fair or unfair, which would you make it and why? And I was like, okay, well, first off, you wouldn't need a magic wand to make the world unfair. It already is. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I, Thanks, and then I was like, yeah, and I, I was like, I wouldn't want to make the world fair because people don't do things equal. So why would we split everything equally when people don't earn their part? I said, so basically I said, as it is, is fine for the most part, as long as everyone's able to work and get what they're working for. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so what, what's your answer for that? And she's like, well, she said, I say it's, I would make it fair opportunities for everyone. That's fair. So everyone, and I was like, well, that's a good cop-out answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this is what I'm telling you. She's, she, she's conducting the interview and this is what I'm telling her just because mm-hmm. it was that kind of, it was that kind of conversation. Yeah. And so I gave her my cop-out answer and I even started out that way. I said, here's my cop-out answer for the winning and losing. Yeah. It's all circumstantial. I mean, there's certain times when a win is super motivating. Yeah. But like you said, if you get consistent wins, it's hard to stay motivated when you don't feel anyone can touch you. Yeah. So like example being like here at the gym here at Monument Fitness in Grand Junction, Colorado. Just have to throw an extra plug in there. So like okay. before your whole crew and all the other lifter, you know, big time lifters started coming in here. It was, you know, small time bodybuilders and average Joe which is great. We still have them. We love them. You know, thanks yep. for being members. But for me, I was at a certain point and I was just like, okay, well, this is good enough. Everyone walks by and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're lifting so much. That's so crazy. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I guess I'll, yeah. I'm, cool. I'm cool here. Yeah. And so then when you guys showed up, then I was like, oh shit, now I have something to, to rise to. I have some, yeah. something that, that, that can help me elevate. Um, and, not, yeah. and it's not really a not really a losing situation, but I'm like these guys are these guys are bigger. They can lift as much more, and so on and so on. Now I have something that that can push me. Yeah. And so I think if you take if you take losing the right way, and we've talked about this kind of in in the previous mm-hmm. podcast, it kind of goes right along with it. If you take losing the right way, you you take the hit, you go through the the stage. And then you get back up and you use that loss as a way to learn and motivate your, then you can use that as a way to motivate yourself um, yeah. to get the win next time. But if you're constantly losing. I mean, yeah, then it's, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're constantly losing, then whatever you did to go back to the drawing board wasn't the right thing in the first place. So I mean, Yeah. Or maybe what you're doing just isn't for you. No, like point. it just, it wasn't. Cause like with all of us showing up, it wasn't a loss thing. It was like a motivation thing. It's like a, all right, cool. Now I kind of have something to keep pushing towards. You know what I mean? And now yeah. like, but now you're consistently pulling 600 on deaths each week. You know what I mean? You know, like who knows what, where you would be at with equipment bias or this and that, if we never graced our, graced your gym with our fat, ugly presences. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would hit a, I'd hit singles at 585 every so often. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. And everyone would walk in and be like, oh my gosh. And I'd be like, yep, that's right. Yep. But now, <laughs> now, now if I pull 585 for one and someone's around, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. I'm like, nah, it's not that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be so much better. 
I'm like, I can yeah. only get one. That's bullshit. Yeah. I should be pulling multiples. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was excited today is I was able to crank that out for multiples. And so to yep. me, that was a win. So that's a motivation. And so that that's a winning motivator for me. Good, man. Because uh, it's setting me, it, it's it's showing me that I'm heading in the right direction. So that's well, whatever, motivation. yeah, whatever like linear direction you're choosing is definitely working, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm two weeks off everything, so I have nothing in, nothing assisting me. That's fair. Yeah, I'm about to uh, about to get back to my normal self here because uh, I'm tired of feeling tired. <laughs> Being Mr. Mr. Lethar- Lethargy. Yeah, Mr. Lethargy and <laughs> getting injured and shit. And I want to expedite this weight loss process. I'm tired of <laughs> tired of how slow it's going. Where are you at now? Dude, I'm still like I can feel my body fat dipping, but I'm still at like 315. That's still pretty good for you though. I mean, like, I, I have to kind of take into consideration that I am still a dense human being. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and I was looking at, like, just our bone structure between me, my dad, and my brother. Like, we're we're dense people. So, <laughs> I feel like uh, this whole thing is going to be weird. And it's going to be a little strange just weight loss-wise just because uh, I'm doing it actually right this time and not neglecting things that should have been neglected. So, yeah. Making sure that I'm getting most of my protein in each day, which I'm at a, if not at or just below a gram per body weight. So that was the biggest thing with losing weight and not losing a whole bunch of strength is making sure my protein intake is on top of it. I just need to make sure my my fat intake is where it needs to be and not any higher, especially when I hop back on because it's just extra cholesterol. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, make sure you adjust your eating accordingly. And so, Mm -hmm. like I was telling you, so I've, you know, when we first started the, well, actually, I think it was the, our first podcast we did the weigh-in and yeah. I was 280, 287, 289, somewhere in there. Yeah. And that was around, that was around the time that my belt would fit. So yeah. I've been as, I've been as low as 268. So right yeah. around 20, 20 pounds lost. Now I'm hitting 273 to 275 mm-hmm. is kind of where I've been hovering the last few weeks. Yeah. But my notch on my belt is also actually going down. So, you know, although the weight loss has stopped and kind of settled, yeah, the the, tra- the transformation is still taking place. And so that's, you know, I, that's kind of where it's at. And that's why I try and focus on with anyone I train. I'm like, if you're if the only thing you're paying attention to is scale, then Ugh. you need to then stop it. Good luck. Like, Good luck. Throw your throw your scale away. That is not a determining factor for what you're doing. No, it's not. Especially if you're your body. Oh yeah, especially if you're doing barbell movements or any of like. You know, look at your BMI. Well, I hate saying BMI because it's the BMI is so stupid. <laughs> but um, you know, like your your I mean, your body composition and how you feel in the mirror and how your clothes fit. Those are my three biggest indicators. Yeah. And usually the the first thing that a person will notice themselves is how their clothes fit, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I have my my newest girl that I have starting, and that was her thing. She posted something, I think it was earlier this week, maybe it was the end of last week, something about how she felt like she's been, you know, she's switched back to, you know, this and this on, on her diet. I'm working out a lot more, and the scale is just not changing. And so I just commented, I was like, get off the fucking scale. 
Yeah. And I was like, I've told you this and I'm going to tell it to you on your social media so that everyone else can see that I'm telling you because you want to complain about it. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you again. So anyway, so she sent me pictures today and she's like, oh my gosh, I finally fit into the size, whatever jeans I haven't fit in for two years. (laughs) And so now she, I'm like, see, like, these are the things I was telling you about. Yeah. This is what you're going to notice. This is how you determine what your body's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, not say off the damn scale. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, so yeah. To so be, I think. Well, oh, go ahead. No, go on, go for it. Go for it. I was just gonna say. So like, as you go forth, I mean, you know, the scale is not a determining factor. So when no. you, as you go as you go through it, you know what to look for, and mm-hmm. like I said I've and I've talked to people here, and they're. You know, is Al Kai losing weight? And I'm like, well, I know that's been kind of as what he's looking, what he's been trying to do. So most people in you can see it, and I, and I, it happens to me a lot too. You can see it in your face first. Yeah. Oh, and anyone that's wondering, Al Kai is broadcasting from Southern California, which is why every week you hear a siren in the background. <laughs> yeah, San Diego, <laughs> California. <laughs> So oh my God. Just for just for everyone else. Yeah. Do you remember what you were gonna say? Sorry. Oh uh, no, you're fine. I mean, um, I was gonna say like I, I mean, I'll hop on the scale maybe once every two weeks after I, you know, shit, brush my teeth, don't drink any water, so I can get like a true weight of what I'm looking at. But um, what I was gonna say was I definitely need to be more on top of my uh, that fasted cardio in the morning, like nothing extensive, just, you know, five, 10 minutes on the bike or like a 15 minute walk. Cause that definitely expedited the process a little bit more. And I yeah. definitely need to be more on my, like more intense cardio after the workout is done. So just like the air bike or pushing the prowler or just it's something. So there are definitely things I need to be doing a little bit better, but I was kind of hoping with how many steps in I get in at work from moving around to the bars that I was going to, this is going to pick up a little bit faster. Well, that's always, those kind of things are always helpful. I've, mm. I've jumped on the bike. I'll jump on the, try and jump on the bike twice a week. I'll try and yeah. hit kind of some core movements a couple of times a week, just as, yeah. you know, some it's stuff that I didn't normally do before, mm. but because of clients changing schedules or canceling, yeah. I found myself with a lot more time than I really wanted yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, I might as well jump in and spend an hour and I'll do some core. I'll do some, you know, accessory work and I'll jump on the bike yeah. for, you know, 10 minutes. And it, it seems to help if nothing else, my abs are sore, which they're usually not. And so I know they're yeah. still there. Fair enough. They haven't disappeared. Well, I have they a, yeah, <laughs> I have a beach cruiser down here too that I just need to change the tires on. So I think once those tires are fixed, I can. Oh, yeah. Started doing that a little bit more as well. So is it like turquoise? No, it's actually a it's a murdered out one. It's pretty nice. Oh, is it? That's mm-hmm. cool. I just think I got uh I got Ruby one a couple years of a couple years ago for Christmas. Yeah, like a light turquoise one. She just Ooh, cruised nice. around with had white walled tires and everything. <coughs> oh. Yeah. Nice. Like beach cruiser in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to see all of us doing it because there's like a collective two thousand pounds riding down the boardwalk on their on their bikes. <laughs> that's got to be a sight to see for anyone that's oh, it watching is. It's that. Hilarious. That, develop, it's 
It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on. Let's go, and I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna see what. I'll, I'll probably just ask you questions as you go along with this for our, our sure. topic for today. Yeah. Um, which is basically it's a year, kind of what a year of programming slash just kind of what what your schedule kind of lines mm -hmm. out to be is is what I'm what I'm getting with it. And yeah. so I'm guessing it starts with kind of what you know your your program cycle runs, off times recovery yeah. time, kind of how that looks so i'm gonna let you take it because you've been doing this you've been doing this programming way 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 longer than i've even tried mm. so um i'm gonna let you take it now just if i if i think of any dumb questions that i think people might have as you're talking i'll ask them cool um well first of all my answer is gonna be or i'm gonna start off with it depends on who you're working with you know are you doing linear training? Are you doing block training? Are you, you know what I mean? There's all kinds of different modalities that you can use to get your, to get to where you want to be. Um, ideally let's stick with linear right now, just cause that's nice and easy. Um, generally you start off with a volume block, which is, I mean, it all depends on when you decide on competing. Ideally like a good, like five to six month block is always nice. So like how I did this past year from, I think I started January, it started on my birthday, and then we competed, what, June 6th? No, it was the, I think it was the second weekend in June. So it was like, oh, the it was the 13th. Weekend. It was the 13th yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it was that January, February, March, April, May, June. It's like a good, yeah, so about you know, six like a good six months. Yeah. So the way Josh had me doing it, it was a good, it was probably a good 12 weeks of just volume training. And as we got towards the end, obviously it's going to taper down to, um, more of the strength block. So it went from a wave of volume and then a wave of muscle building and then a wave of strength. And then at the end of every single 12 weeks he has, he has a small peak, which is kind of nice because it kind of gives you a gauge on where you need to be when you start your strength cycle. So this is like, again, depending on who you're working with, I'm just basing this off of my training and how Josh did his. Um, even that Lily Bridge program that we were running for a little bit, it started yeah. off with 10, 8, 6, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. yeah, that which was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> that shit sucked, man. Like on deadlift, deadlift and squat days, holy hell. <laughs> that so, shit yeah, sucked. Two, spending two hours squatting and deadlifting is... Yeah. And then, and then you're trying to do the rest of the workout afterwards, which, yeah. It's well, crazy. it's like, okay, the bench wasn't as bad, and then the accessory work yeah. was just a pile of just volume. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, um, so Josh had me running five by sixes, six by fives. Um, God, it was six by five for weeks. And then he always has me supersetting stuff, especially with bench. So it would be like, you know, six sets of five on bench and then go right to the uh, the T-bar row and do six sets of 10 uh, with pauses or tempo or just straight up volume for cardio work. Um, and then we would start tapering into like five sets of five, which is kind of like the true strength block training, like the... I guess I don't want to say baseline for strength for strength training is a five by five. And then we're going to like five by fours and that kind of stuff. So you can see like the taper from volume to muscle building to strength to a peak. So it was kind of nice to see where you were at when the volume was done. And it was nice to hit like a, I mean, we're power lifters. We like to hit triples, doubles and singles. You know what I mean? That's, that's what we're here for. So it's kind of nice to hit that heavy peak 
or like an RPE nine when you're done at the end of your strength block to kind of kick into this to the new next three months of uh, training that you got going on, which is kind of cool. So average average is basically so which not average. So for some programs, yeah, you're you're basically you're running you're running a twelve week at whether it's volume, whether it's strength, whatever it is, you're running a 12 week block. And then you're running a peak, which you're basically then using that to gauge your next run, your next block. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you're, well, I guess, so do you have, um, do you have, I can't even, why can't I think of the word? So in between, in between the end of your, your block and your peak week. Yeah. Do you have, you have your, your down week? Yeah, so it's generally a deload after the peak is done. So, yes. peak, so we always okay. yeah, so we always line so it up block, to like you block hit, peak yeah. deload. Yeah. Um and that deload is definitely necessary because you haven't hit, you know, heavy singles or a double or a triple since the last time you competed, right? So it's been a good like twelve to thirteen weeks. So it's kind of nice to have that that uh downtime so your body can get the rest it needs because you haven't hit that shit since you know, last time you decided to compete. So basically, you're 14 weeks later. Mm-hmm. Just about, so, yeah. So roughly three and a half months down the road. Mm-hmm. So yeah, about three and a half months down the road. Then you're starting your your next block. Yeah, that's true. It's so, mainly strength into a peak. So strength into peak, which is then going to carry you into the meet that you're doing. Yeah, a further deload after that is done. And depending, I mean, that was the one thing with Josh that I really liked was uh, if I was feeling run down and we had to hit a peak early or we had to hit a deload early, it was super flexible and it was easy to to work around with. Because there were weeks where like, like, dude, I can't hit a peak this week. There's no way in hell it's going to happen. He'd be like, all right, cool. We're going to switch right to a deload and then rest up, eat, eat, do your thing. And then, you know, we'll hit that peak the next week after that. And that's, that's the difference between dealing with a coach that is working with you and a coach mm-hmm. that is just giving you programs and expecting you to do it regardless yeah. of, of anything. Oh, totally. So that's, that goes to a whole nother discussion. Oh yeah. And then um, generally with, I mean, I like off season training cause it allows you to really bridge any gaps or deficits that need to be addressed. So the way he had me running, um, Squats especially. I didn't touch a straight bar unless it was front squats as a warm-up for deadlift. Or uh, it was always a two-set-of-five or a three-set-of-five as a warm-up for deadlift. So I didn't touch a straight bar as like a real working set until the end of my volume block. So it was all safety squat bar work, which those that need help with learning how to brace their torso and getting their lower back involved and learning how to brace a little bit more properly with their with their squats nothing that route to take i uh i super enjoy ssb squats so as an off season or even something that needs to be addressed during the strength block if it needs to be as beltless back down sets or something like that it's definitely something that should be implemented in your training it's huge it definitely had a huge carryover i could tell that it definitely helped a lot with my bracing when it came to a straight bar. It it stopped my torso from dipping forward and it let me really focus on my brace, which is huge, obviously, for squats. Nice. 
Okay, so we have 14 week block, yep. usually volume like volume ish, something like something in that area. Yeah. And then after that would be basically a two and a half. So you're looking at like a 10 week strength block. Yeah, and again, it all depends on or, how long you have in between your meets, you know? Yeah. So I mean you're eight to ten weeks that you're running your strength. Mm-hmm. And then as you go into your meet, which is going to be another week, probably a week after, at least a week after you run your, your peak, then you've yeah. got your, then you, then you have your recovery time mm-hmm. afterwards, which I would say is at least a couple weeks where you're not really wanting to touch a weight almost at all, unless you're basically oh, just, yeah. unless you're just doing just super volume work where it's it's next to nothing yeah. on a bar or or a dumbbell where it's just you're it's more of a re- active recovery than it is yeah um, uh, a, a building that, type of thing and this is after the meet is done yeah yeah so po- oh, post oh, yeah, recovery yeah, yeah. work um i always advise my lifters to not touch a bar for at least two weeks so i want a week of absolutely nothing go out mm-hmm. enjoy your life go for a hike go go on a trip go you know what i mean go do the things that like we talked about last time, go do the things yep. that you. So anyone who didn't listen to training. last week, listen to last week's, and we talked about this as well. Yeah, basically enjoy the time we have off. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. Exactly. <clears throat> but um, yeah, don't touch a bar. Don't even step foot in the weight room unless it's banded work or cardio stuff um, for that first week. That second week, if you're feeling spry, um, <laughs> I don't even want to say bodybuilding training because that entails a lot of a lot of volume. And I, like I said, listen to how your body's feeling. If you're still feeling achy and whatnot, don't exceed you know, reps of 10. There's no need to do 15 to 20, especially if you're already taxed and your joints are already kind of screaming at you. So, yeah, you're looking at a, a low resistance, high rep. Oh, the intensity type, should be type, type of movements. Low, low, yeah. low. Yeah. yeah. So that you can feel, so that you feel fully recovered you feel better mm-hmm. your body feels better your mind feels better everything feels better going into what would then be what you're talking about with your off-season yeah. training well then give yourself time to because there's a lot of people that kind of jump right back into another um you know meat prep without giving themselves enough time off and by the time you hit the middle of that meat prep you're burnt out and you're not really wanting to train like i've i've had that before where like i'm in the middle of a prep and i'm like god damn it like i don't want to do this right now at all you know i didn't allow myself enough time to just enjoy what i want to be doing that kinds of stuff so not only from the physical pain aspect and recovery do it from the mental standpoint of like okay am i ready to start another peak yet give yourself time to kind of recuperate get normal and if you're feeling spunky again or if you're running gear, allow yourself time to come off gear for a little bit. Let your organs take a break. Do your PCT. Do your milk thistle. Then get yourself back to a normal state for a little bit. Enjoy the weight room again. And then get yourself back into another uh, another round of um, meat prep. Meat prep? Meat prep. Got to prep everyone it. Get loves, it warm. Everyone loves prepping the meat. So, mm-hmm. so your, your off-season... There's no set time for off season work. It's basically I mean, it, 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 it comes each individual kind of 
I guess then what what is what is your next goal? What do you plan on doing next? When is that next meet oh, that you're doing? Uh, I would love to do the South Dakota one, but depending on how this like weight loss thing goes and my lower back, like I might just have to, I might just have to wait on that one. I really have no idea. I haven't gotten that far yet. I just I want to get this lower back shit addressed first. Wait, you gotta well, it's, and then that just goes back to everything that we've talked about kind of this week and with last week is you can't you can't prep for anything while injured no not i mean either. you can you can but not effectively i mean if you're two weeks out and you just so happen to get a small strain like you gotta suck that shit up and get your shit done yeah. but when you don't have a meat in mind and you're at you know let's say you're 12 weeks out or let's say you're 20 weeks out what's get that shit addressed and get right back to training when you're feeling good again. Like I'm not going to try and put yeah. 700 on my back with how my lower back is feeling right now, you yeah. know, cause I got, I got big goals to hit by the end of next year and I'm not going to do that with a bunch of pain in my body. I refuse. Right. So, all right. So we have basically what we're looking at in a general, generally speaking, and this isn't like mm-hmm. you said, every, Everything should be individualized to you. And it depends on what, what your goal is, your meet, your competition, whatever it is you're doing, when that is, and then yep. the structure, the structure around that. But mm-hmm. in a general in a general speaking terms, you're looking at about six-ish months that you're wanting to that you're wanting to make sure that you're fully prepared. You get yep. good volume work in, you get your peak in, you get your strength block in, you get your yep. peak in. And then you get your rest going into the meat and then you have your post meat recovery. So realistically, if you're wanting to get in correctly, if you're looking at doing meat after meat after meat in a year, you may have a tough time. You can maybe yeah. pull it off, but you're going to, you might find yourself progressively going no. down um, <laughs> or, or setting yourself up for an injury. Yeah, but it, it looks to me, it looks like you're looking at it. You're, you're looking about seven or so months. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking like and, two meets a year and that's it. Yeah. So if you're you can you can probably push six months um, as far as your prep meet recovery into your next prep. Yeah. Um, but I mean, realistic. I mean, if you want if you have like you said, if you have big goals and you have numbers and big jumps that you're trying to make. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're doing one meet a year, you're not doing bad. No, not at all. And then I would jump back to kind of the bodybuilding aspect of things. And this same goes similar for that. I mean, I've seen people do, my ex-wife did six shows in one year. Oof. And she was, I don't know, she felt like she was at death's door by by that last one. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like a mid-November, because again, you're looking at a 12 to 16 week prep. You do the show, same style. You should be doing a recovery period, which is roughly a two week yeah. period of time before you step back in the gym. Problem is, is if you're if you're stacking meets, you're stacking shows, whatever the case oh, yeah. is, you're not giving yourself the proper time necessarily to recover. So you might find yourself suffering either um, in your body function, your body, the way your body looks, um, injuries, um, your, you know, your weights may start to decrease. 
I have a hard time believing that you can jump from one meet and do one within two or three months later and have your numbers actually increase. Except for Austin. He did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's a few people that can pull that off. Um, yep. But even like at the, the one that, that we did um, in Windsor, uh, that Wacy Coleman, who pulled crazy, like 2,000, yep. I think his total was just under 2,060 pounds. At the meet he did it three months earlier, he pulled 2,100. Or he, yeah. his total was 2,100 even. So three months later, yeah, it's not a huge drop off. And, but it's still, there's not an increase. So if you're just looking to compete, then, you know, know, you, know your body, deal with your body yeah. and realize and have realistic expectations for what oh, you totally. do. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking to progress every time, you need to give yourself that time mm-hmm. to progress and not, you know, don't, don't rush yourself. No, and especially when you get to those like actual elite numbers, it's going to take a hell of a lot more to put just 10, 15 pounds on your total. You know, you're going to want more time to figure out what exactly you need to do to get your, like uh, Dan Bell, who has the highest total for the for uh, raw powerlifting period. He's at like 2634, you know, which is absolutely batshit fucking insane. But to go from where he's at now, like, you know, he squats 1107, I think. So trying to get your squat from 1107 to even just 1113 or 1120 is going to take a lot more hard work and discipline outside of the gym and timing just to put more pounds on. You know, it's going to take a lot more little, little, little things, which are going to require a lot more time in your prep. Well, so you imagine, can take smaller gaps. I'd imagine even hitting that same number again. Mm-hmm would take is i mean it's not like he can just turn around and squat that every other week oh no and the way i explain it to all of my lifters period or anyone that's curious about time off think of it as a as a fracture in your windshield so after your meat is done there's a crack right so if you decide to not let those little micro fractures heal in your spine every time you put something on your back a rock hits your windshield and it cracks again or you hit a bump and a rock or like, you know what I mean? Like you're just going to keep mm-hmm. getting all these micro fractures and all these little things wrong with your spine until it finally explodes and your windshield is gone. And then you can't lift period because your back is so toast, you know, like a, a lot of the advanced lifters will take two, you know, two months off after their mm-hmm. meat is done just to make sure that they can get back to normal. You know, like even with bodybuilders, like you can't be sitting at what 4% fucking body fat for that long without getting oh, sick yeah. or, yeah. yeah, like your poor kidneys and liver, like allow yourself time to get back to a normal state, you know? Well, and that's that's the, and the when you talk about elite bodybuilders, they do one show a year, maybe mm-hmm. two, maybe do a qualifying show and then they do the big show of the year. Other than that, they're they're recovering, they're prepping for the for the mm-hmm. next go route. Um, because, yeah, I mean, any of this stuff that you do preparing for whether it's a, a meet, uh, any competition that's as taxing as these things are on your body mm-hmm. and on your mental guy, if you, and we've talked about it many times and I'm sure we'll talk about it many times over the recovery is, is one of your biggest things. If you don't give yourself a chance to recover mentally, physically, you're, you're not going to be able to move forward. It's mm-hmm. just, you're going to keep on a, you're going to keep going on a backslide. Um, 
until something just basically until you hit some kind of wall. Well, and that's that what wall you don't want. be something that's bad. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. And, that, and that's definitely something you want to stay away from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Well, I think that hopefully that's that kind of covers what people may have. You know, if anyone has a question on what it, what they're looking at as far as, as training goes in a year's period of time mm-hmm. is be realistic. I mean, and that's kind of what a lot of it oh, is. Totally. Yeah. It, you know, don't start lifting and in, and in, in expect that you're gonna you're gonna be competing in anything in in the first few months, um, or or don't just decide, hey, I like powerlifting, I want to do a meet, and you know, there's one in February, I want to do that. No, you should get at least a good yeah. year of training in first. <laughs> yeah, get that in there, and then and then make sure you get your prep done right mm-hmm. going into it, and then and then obviously your recovery. So yeah, again, if you if you're gonna push yourself, you're looking at a couple a year, and that that you'll be mm-hmm. you'll be able to be successful in. Um, otherwise, if you're pushing more than that, um, you're kind of setting yourself up for either disappointment or hopefully hopefully just disappointment. Hopefully, it doesn't get any yeah. worse than that. Well, just listen to what your body has to tell you. The second you start ignoring that, you're fucked. You're gonna keep running the same problems. You're gonna keep getting burned out on training you're gonna keep getting injured your dedication is not going to be where it needs to be like it's just you know yep. allow yourself time to get back to normal hey your frustrations build which then totally. will will cause a, a number of other issues mm-hmm. inside the gym and outside the gym because yeah. as any of us know it all carries over outside the gym a yep. good lifting day carries outside a bad lifting day carries out carries more yeah, more so. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. for the people for the people around us, yeah, it does that. All right. Well, now it is time for dun, dun, dun. white lights, red lights. All right. Okay. If you would please be so kind as to give a brief explanation to anyone who may not know what white lights or red lights have oh, to do with man. anything, fill them in, please. Okay. So it's uh, it's your first meet. You know, they're giving a briefing on the rules. They're letting you know what you can and can't do, what your goals are, what your objectives are. Listen to the judges, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, what we're here for is two or more white lights. That is a passing score for powerlifting. Unfortunately, if you get two reds, that's that's not a passing score. Or if you get, you know what? I sometimes even like seeing one one white and two reds because that means you did your absolute best. Even though you didn't lock it out or you didn't finish it, you still gave it your all. But at the end of the day, we are here for two whites and three white lights. Three whites is good. Three reds. Three whites is good. No, no good. Mm-hmm. All right, so this week we have musical combinations. All right, so first up, the combined, the combination of rock and rap together. Oh, I remember having this conversation with you. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I'll give it. I'll give it two whites because it can be, it can turn into some real iconic stuff. 
you know, what is that? Uh, Run DMC and uh, Anthrax? Or no, it's Public oh, Enemy. Excuse me, Public yeah. Enemy. Public Enemy and Anthrax from uh, the Judgment. Well, basically the Judgment Day soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Other than other than a couple tracks, is is pretty killer. Because it was Run got, DMC and uh, Rolling and Aerosmith. 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 Yeah. Jesus. So that was the that was the start of it. Um, mm-hmm. Of kind of how that all began. Um, and then, of course, Beastie Boys took a big step into combining that whole the the mixture of them both mm-hmm. in, in the beginning of their stuff. Um, but Big as far fan. as like, yeah, as far as a hip hop group and then a rock group, metal group coming together, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyone who's curious about how like the best ways that that can turn out, listen to Judgment Day. Just it's a, it's mm-hmm. a soundtrack from the early '90s, and it's got some really cool shit on it. Um, it can go bad as well. I mean, yeah, it can it can go Kid Rock um, if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, what? What's his? What was the guy after him that that did the the stuff for Shrek? <laughs> what was oh, that guy? Smash Mouth or whatever. Was that who that was? Hey, yeah the the little the little fat dude that that um, that he brought up with him. But anyway. Okay, yeah, no, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can it can go sideways like that real quick. Mm-hmm. Or uh, God, what was that other? Um, there was the other one. It was funny because their their hit song was was really soft, but then like the rest of the album was like super metal with a little bit of yeah. rap mixed in, and then the rest of their albums all were were then like super soft. Uh, Sugar oh, Ray, shit. that's who it was. Oh, Sugar Ray, yeah. <laughs> So, like, their first album was was really hard, other than the one song. Not a fan. I can't say I'm yeah. a fan of Sugar Ray. So, so I would. I mean, I'll I would take two whites, one red, because the one red could easily be the Sugar Rays, the, oh the God, yeah. Kid Rocks, the Kid Rocks of the world. But there are some just super killer. Mm. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Bring the Noise, like Anthrax yeah. and Public Enemy. That's pretty. Even the music video is cool as fuck. So like it's, yeah. it's a and then, <coughs> and then you have yeah you have the groups that you know like I said Beastie Boys introduce rock mm-hmm. in with it with their albums. You also have um, you know obviously um, Lincoln Park and stuff like yeah. that 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 combined them all. Now oh, yeah, was that like Lincoln Park and Jay Z? Yeah, and they did, but even Lincoln Park by themselves because they had um, they have a DJ like, on. Yeah, and then they have what's his name? What's his name that raps? Um, Mike Shinoda. Fort, Fort Fort Minor, whatever he calls yeah. himself. Mark, um, Mike Shinoda. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm not a, like a huge Lincoln Park fan, but they do have some good songs, and mm-hmm. so there's there's good aspect. There are definitely good aspects to it. Oh, I totally, think it's yeah. it's one that the marriage can work really well if it's done correctly. Well, you see it nowadays where like uh, I think Corn has a whole album where uh, they did some stuff with Skrillex. And it was actually oh, yeah. it was it, it wasn't too bad. Um, oh, like that, heavy that metal and yeah, well, heavy metal and dubstep kind of go hand yeah, in hand yeah. a little bit because they both have that aggressive aspect to it. That that would bring us into a whole nother musical. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying like <laughs> yeah, no, totally yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. Um, would be the like the rockabilly style. <sighs> um, uh, you know, I can't say that I listen to it a whole lot. <laughs> so, uh, I used to rockabilly as in like, uh, like Whitey Ford. 
Um, I'm thinking more of like um, like Brian set is it Brian Setzer? Um, the Brian Setzer Orchestra, you know, where it's it's kind of a twangy rock. Type yeah, of that's too that's a little too country for me. Okay. I can't do it. Uh, I'm gonna give that probably three reds just because I'm not. I'm not a twang guy. <laughs> yeah, and I would go the same way. Although they may have some stuff that that sounds okay, I just I think anything which would take us into our next one, anything mixed with country, Ugh, no, doesn't mix. I mean, country needs, yeah, you, and I'm not and I'm not a country fan, so I don't really like country anyway. But it needs to no. be on its own. It doesn't really mix with anything. No, else. not at all. Ugh. So which then then brings me to my next one, which is a more it's a newer evolution oh. that bothers me. So okay. that would be country, country and rap mixed together. Oh God! It, no, like go, away. go, I, go away. I think it's super terrible, and I know there's like there's mm-hmm. some there's some bigger names out there now that kind of, I guess it's it's more of a southern. They call it a southern rap style, but anyway, it's still oh yeah, oh. Ugh. Not, not my, not my cup of tea. No, too like, Yeah, I, I'm not big <laughs> into the, the the twangy, twanginess. All right, so here's one, the last one. See if this resonates with you at all. So it'll be reggae mixed with techno. Are you talking about like uh, dance hall style? Well, I'm talking more like. Raga Jungle style, or Raga Dubstep. I don't know if you've you've ever had your ears venture into that realm. There was a... um, Skrillex uh, has done a couple, actually. Yeah, Skrillex did one with uh, Damian Marley that actually slaps. So, okay, you know what? I'll give it uh, two whites and a red, just because I'm sure there are some songs out there that are just not (laughs) not good. Someone always produces something terrible, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. I'm gonna go three whites just because I know like this from way back in my in my days when I went to actual raves. This yeah. this was like the genre that I went for was like the Raga Jungle is where I that's like where I lived. Oh totally. Yeah. And then and then a lot of these guys, uh, not a lot of them, some of the guys switched to um there's a guy well he went by his, his when he did jungle is he goes by R A W and then he switched to, to six block and that's his where he he produces all of his dubstep. Oh, nice. But he brought over a lot of the the Raga Jungle into the dubstep. So you oh. get a lot of you get a lot of that combo which I mean, he just he kills the combination. So Oh, totally. That's that stuff's up my alley, so I'm going to go three whites on that one. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So make so if if you if you're more curious about if anyone's more curious about these, you should go check them out. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think reggae is a vast knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I think reggae mixes with a lot of things mm-hmm. other other than country. Nothing like even uh, Nas and Damien Marley had that whole album together. Was oh yeah, it distant, distant cousins or something like that. And then that you have, cool. I mean, you go back to like Fuji's, where there's a very oh. heavy, very heavy reggae influence into mm-hmm. into their styles. Absolutely. But 
you brought up dance hall. Dance hall is another one. If anyone is wants something that they have no idea what the people are saying, shop. But like, <laughs> but it's like just just super bouncy. Look Yo, up dance ooh. hall. Dance hall reggae. Yeah, ooh. there there's some killer killer stuff on that. And basically, oh, yeah. it's like so. If anyone remembers when Sean Paul, he is the best example of like what actual dance hall sounds like. Yeah, and that became popular. There's other guys that have done it, like Shaggy, but that's more of a, <laughs> a pop pop kind of veered dance hall style oh yeah, yeah. um sean paul was he's more on point with what but that's that's good shit too mm -hmm. i like that stuff <laughs> I'm, I'm big with that cool 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 all right so again i'm from i'm coming at you from monument fitness at monument fitness alki is coming to you from california that's why you hear sirens you can get a hold of anything lifting ugly at lifting underscore ugly search lift ugly search lifting ugly you'll be able to find our podcast you'll be able to find our social media you'll be able to find us we got all kinds of stuff for you cool shit mm -hmm. and dumb shit dumb shit you can laugh at as um, well you can follow alki salty boy with an i not a y underscore barbell is where you can find him and get a hold of him and he can link you to his cyber terrorist network under how yeah, I'm a threat to this nation. He is. He's sneaking <laughs> in there. And now we have the we have the backing of communist Russia. So everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Coming from California. laughs> Thanks, Seth. We appreciate it. Oh, love it. love your comments. Love it. Love your input. <laughs> it's always appreciated. Uh, life insurance, love Craig it. underscore legacy underscore life. Um, if you don't want to, don't worry about it. If you want to, great. I'll hook you up. <laughs> Gra <laughs> Graphic arts, art in general. You can hit up Zon, Zontopia.com, at Zontopia. He does paintings. He does computer graphics. He does logos. He does it all. He is a mm -hmm. multi-talented artist. Yes, make sure you go, you go check him out for all sorts of kind of cool shit he's got up there. All right, you can support us with monetary funds, which would be greatly be appreciated. Patreon.com backslash lifting ugly. You can check out our different um, tiers that we have available there. You can jump on any of those and that would be greatly supported. We may only slightly make fun of you if you are on the Gymshark level, but it's all out of love. But it's still support. It's still support. And so we appreciate it. You can also support by going to liftingugly.com, buying merchandise. You can buy coaching programs you can buy everything lifting ugly related from mm -hmm. liftingugly.com we kept it easy because nobody else had the website so we were able to just do liftingugly.com no special characters it. no numbers nope we kept it straight easy up. that's right so even for some of you that may not be so uh mentally capable of uh handling complicated issues Mm -hmm. it's even easy for you oh. liftingugly.com make sure you check it out ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us on episode 12 we did it oh we did We're it here. three months in yes we'll be back next week with episode 13 and we'll be talking about something else something. <laughs> <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen we're out of here peace Woo.
Refinement from cultivation takes patience. I'm waiting. Paper chasing to get a place like Peyton. Politics and innovation, business relations. Built an empire from the underground, then retire. Who said I was on crack? Use a motherfucking liar. See me in the trench coat, but miss the joke. So fuck the hoax. My mission is this get in position to assist my folks. Huh? Get in position to assist my mother, my, my mother, and my auntie. Oh, cool. Hey, my brother. Everybody. You know? Oh, Jay, Jay, Jay. 